The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Test. Ooh, I missed the old technology. <clears throat> All right, we will call the uh, July 19th, 2022 uh, Historic District Commission meeting to order. Uh, can we have a roll call, please? Dana? Present. Andrew? Present. Jeremy? Present. Uh, Eric? Present. John? Here. Thank you. Uh, we need to approve the absences, or the absence, All right? Do we have a motion to approve uh, Mr. Kastner's absence? I make a motion we approve Dan's absence. Thank you, John. Second. Second. Thank you. Those in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, hearing none, the absence is approved. Uh, approval of the agenda. Luis, is there any amendments to the agenda? Yeah, I guess just 
changes, to be honest. So underneath new business number one, uh, the item, I guess, should just be the addition of the rear deck uh, because the removal was approved of the other part, and I apologize that that was left in there. And then, sorry that I didn't number the pages, but on the next page, the approval of minutes is April 19th, which is not April. Um, so it should be for the June... I don't think it was 19th the last month, so let me check. Oh, June 23rd. Um, that's when the minutes were, so. All right, thank you. Is there a motion to approve the agenda as amended? So moved. Thank you, Andrew. Second? Second. Thank you, Dana. Uh, all those in favor, let's say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the amended agenda is approved. Um, introduction of any guests. Are there any guests who need to be introduced who are not on the agenda today? All right, hearing none. Is there any public comment on non-agenda items? All right, hearing none. Uh, we will move on to the disclaimer. Luis, would you please read the disclaimer? Section 16, or chapter 16, section 22 of the Kalam City of Kalamazoo Code of Ordinance states, historical preservation is a public purpose. To serve that purpose, the Historic District Commission is hereby charged with the following responsibilities. A, the Historic District Commission is empowered to regulate work on the exterior of historic resources and non-historic resources in historic districts in the City of Kalamazoo and shall otherwise have all powers invested in Historic District Commissions pursuant to the Local Historic Districts Act, MCLA 399-201, uh, 1970 PA 169 as amended 1992. To regulate work on resources which by city ordinance are historic or non-historic resources located within local historic districts, including but not limited to the moving of any structure into or out of or the building of any structure in an historic district. The following documents are available in the Community Planning and Economic Development Department located at 245 North Rose Street. These documents will help, uh, will help assist property owners in understanding the responsibilities of owning property in a local historic district. MCLA 399-201, 1970 PA 169 as amended, 1992, the Michigan Local Historic District Act, Code of Ordinances, City of Kalamazoo, Michigan, Chapter 16, Historic Districts, Secretary of the Interior Standards for Rehabilitation and Guidelines for Rehabilitating Historic Buildings, 1990, Standards and Guidelines for Kalamazoo Historic Districts, and Map of Kalamazoo Local Historic Districts. These documents and maps are also available on the City of Kalamazoo's website at www.kalamazoocity.org forward slash historic preservation. Thank you, Luis. All right, no old business, so we'll move directly into new business. Uh, 708 Dutton, is the applicant here? Yes. Excellent. If you could come up and to the podium and tell us about your project, I would appreciate it. Thank you. It's on? Oh, there it is, yeah. Um, hi, I'm Nancy Arcadipone. Um, I have owned 708, it's actually Dutton Place, not Dutton. Um, I've owned it since the 80s. Um, all the homes on Dutton Place are Sears kit homes. Um, they're all a little bit different, but most of them have the same floor plan. Um, mine is the only one that had this exterior uh, uh, add-on which has no functionality at all. And ever since I've owned it, it's 
pulled away from the main part of the building a little bit every year and most recently it pulled away quite a bit. When I had um, my rental inspection, uh, the now retired Randall Alderlean had asked me to remove a door that was on the inside of the structure that went nowhere. Um, so when I proceeded to do that, I noticed that the structure had pulled away even more and um, then applied to have a building permit and the historic permit to remove the structure um, and instead put a deck on the back. The door that you can see that's used to be on the interior of the structure is from the kitchen. Um, so what I'm proposing is that I build a 12 by 12 deck uh, that is on the rear of the building and that would give access, immediate access to the kitchen and it would afford my tenant, whoever happens to live, be living there at the time, a nice place to have some outdoor space and have a meal outside. The reason I asked for a 12 by 12 is because um, the uh, black railings, the aluminum railings that I'm proposing that I put on the deck, uh, would we would be able to put, you know, put them on without having to modify and uh, because of the dimensions. Um, uh, the yard in the back of the house is really small and most tenants don't use, use the yard. Um, this would be a way for them to have some uh, additional um, space. Um, this can't be seen, it would not be able to be seen from the street. Uh, it's clearly in the back of the house. Any questions? Thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to make some clarifying remarks too. So I did approve the removal of that rear uh, room, I guess you could call it, because I, I didn't find it to be, you know, it wasn't character defining, certainly to, the, I don't think the craftsman style of the home. Um, it is in the rear and it was, I couldn't definitively date when it was built. Um, and because it was falling away from the building, um, were the, the reasons for that. And then I just wanted to ask Nancy too quickly. So the, the drawings that were originally submitted that I have included here, uh, Casey, if you could scroll to them, indicate that it's six by 12. Okay, so is it gonna be six by 12? Because were you just saying that it was gonna be 12 by 12? Okay. Um, railing, they're just black uh, coated aluminum and they would go around the, um, around the deck and the posts above, uh, above the, the deck floor would be uh, also black aluminum. The posts into the ground would be treated wood. Okay. And then also it says here that it will be six foot up off the ground in the drawing, is that a is that a side drawing showing that's going to be six, or is that a a width drawing? Um, I believe it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be that tall. Okay. Um, I think it's only about four four feet off the ground. Okay. I just wanted to double check with those things from the drawings.
And of all the houses, I just want to bring up, of all the houses that are on this, um, this street, uh, the four that I own don't have this addition. Um, they are all pretty much flushed to the back. Um, it looks like there was a staircase at one point. You'd have to go back to the drawings. It looks like there was a staircase, but that was removed, not by me, but it was removed. Um, they thought the guy that started tearing it down thought that it came where the gas meter uh, is now. So at one point, there was a staircase, but it, it was long gone when, um, when I bought the house. And the plans for this deck don't include a staircase. It's just an enclosed patio or a deck. Okay. Yeah, I thought for safety, it'd just be better to not have uh, access to the back of the house. Could you talk a little bit more about what the materials are? I know you said the railing was aluminum. Is I would it... like to use treated wood on the deck floor. Okay. What are the um, the balusters or the above the deck would be the black aluminum posts and below would be the the posts? Are you talking the posts? So between the posts on the railing. Oh, is that the top? I... So there's the there's the there's the posts and then there's the top rail, and then there's all the little things in between the posts. Those are there. Those are all aluminum. It's part okay. of the. It's part of the, uh, there's sections that you buy already, um, they're already made. Okay. I just, from the drawing, I didn't know if they were cable. I didn't know what, what, what they were. I wanted to do cable, but it was really cool. Casey, can you bring the drawing back up as well, please? Yeah, I don't have the, um, um, I don't have the, the um, aluminum drawn in. I think I had uh, included something from Lowe's. Luis, did you include that? The, I had a, a, a um, yeah, it doesn't really say what it is. I had something from Lowe's included with my drawing. So the drawing that I saw was just that single page. Um, just of that porch like that, or the deck rather like that. Other questions from commissioners? Yeah, Nancy, you're going to remove the the porch and the roof. Have you considered something over the door itself, something small like a uh, canopy? Yes, yeah, small something? shed roof to kind of protect your your. Uh, I could entry. except that nobody would be going out there if it was raining, you know. So it's not because it's not have doesn't have steps. It won't be an entry at all, really. Right, it's, right. It would only be used if the weather was nice. Um, there's another egress from the kitchen that mm. um, 
that's kind of behind, if you put those photos back up, it's behind, on the top <clears throat> right uh, photo, the door to the kitchen is behind the um, Herbie Kirby's. Oh, okay, yeah. So there's an egress from the kitchen. You go up three steps and you go into the kitchen. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then there's the front porch egress. So there's egress from, from the house in two places. And this would be a third, but it wouldn't sure. go down to the ground. Louise, could you talk a little bit to the commission about um, stuff on the rear of the house? I, I mean, you know, if this is on the front of the house, we would never approve this. Right. You know, if this is on the side of the house, we would never approve this. Right. So, um, you know, I personally, I'm always conflicted with this stuff. So, I don't know, could you give some insight, please? Yeah, and then I think that that's a lot of the reason why I bought it, brought it before the commission, you know, um, was because it is new construction of something, but it is going on the rear. Uh, if you look, which I have them in front of me now so I can read them, um, but like the standards for decks say that there are already some, the word exemption is used, but I don't know if I particularly like that, but it's exempt from the wood requirements and it's exempt from the painting requirements on the rear of the home if it's a deck, a deck being a roofless structure attached to the rear of the home um, is the definition that's outlined here in the guidelines. <clears throat> so I think that that to me just speaks to the fact that there is a little bit more latitude with these because it's not visible from the front. That doesn't mean that it's not encompassed within the historic district's um, you know, purview, but it, it, I think that there can be some, like I said, more latitude afforded, latitude afforded there. Um, on top of that, I think it's important to consider um, that it's not creating a false sense of history either. Um, it is very distinct and it's a, um, the rear addition, I guess, is not meant to mimic anything. This house was built in 1925. So I think that creating something that looked like it was built in 1925 would also not be appropriate either. On top of that, um, it's reversible. In, in, in essence, it could be taken off at the end of the day if someone wanted to take it off. Um, I guess that doesn't directly speak to the back, but I think that those are some of the things that I considered. And the back is an interesting thing when we're looking at these historic buildings because most people only see it from the front, which might have been what you were asking a little bit as well. Do the standards speak to the railings at all on the deck? So there are no standards for decks in the historic in our standards and guidelines, there's only guidelines. And guidelines are things that uh, if standards are followed, they can be you know, just approved, but the guidelines need to go before the commission. The guidelines only speak to the, the fact that the rails should be to the standards as above, but it's here at the commission now. So um, I find that to be a bit of a gray area, I suppose, because we're here to ask for the, you know, the, the, the applicant is here to ask about the project anyways. So, um, It's funny because the guidelines are, I guess, referring back to the standards, which seems rather cyclical. Something more. Um, I have a house at 502 Woodward. There's a deck on the back of that house. Um, there's plenty of decks in the Vine neighborhood on the backs of houses. Um, 
nicely done and it affords um, you know, a nice usable space. Uh, I would never ask to put something on the front of a house. I've been a landlord and every single one of my houses is historic. And as I was telling Louise, I do what the city wants me to do. I just have never asked for anything that I thought was inappropriate. Um, uh, but since this is at the back of the house, I thought I'd at least ask. <clears throat> Great, thank you. I, I just wanted, I think it's important for us to hear those things uh, as we deliberate, so. Other questions? Uh, just, just a comment. So it's a two-part comment, so don't panic. But um, I have trouble looking at the sketch that's submitted, which is not what you actually intend to do, right? I mean, it's going to be 6 by 12, but this shows posts with cables, and you're going to do something different. So that presents a problem for me. But the second part of it is um, I trust... Louise to work with you on a revised sketch and approval. So that, so it doesn't it bothers me that I'm right. I'm asked to approve something that doesn't look like what you've just described. <laughs> um, however, if, I tried to erase to, the cables. That's what I wanted. Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't. When I went to get a copy of it, because I never give my last copy of anything away, when I went to get a copy, it showed more than I thought. And um, I really wanted the cables, but they were just too, it was just too expensive. The whole system was too expensive. So we went, we made a trip to Lowe's and looked at the, uh, the black aluminum prefab. And like I said, I tried to erase and I wasn't about to try to alter the uh, drawing because I'm not very good at that, but I did include um, in my original uh, packet something from Lowe's and apparently it didn't make it in the packet. Can I make one quick comment? Um, everyone know, well, not everyone, but many of us know your reputation. I just <laughs> want to. I wish there were more property owners like yourself. I that appreciate that. Do the things that you're doing. So. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I'll make a motion then if the comments are over. Uh, this is for 708 Dutton Place. I'll make a motion we approve the construction of the rear deck as specified. The proposal complies with the Secretary of Interior Standard 9 and 10. And the Commission approves the Certificate of Appropriateness for this project. Approval of any final details to be delegated to the Historic Preservation Coordinator. Second. Thank you. Um, before we vote, I just want to make sure there's no public comment on this case. So, not hearing any. Uh, any further discussion by the commission before we vote? All right, Casey, could we have a roll call vote, please? Dana? Approve. Andrew? Yes. Jeremy? Yes. Eric? Yes. John? Yes. So I'll be sending out a certificate of appropriateness to you tomorrow. I'll email it out to you tomorrow, and I don't know when the mail will get it to you, but you'll have the at least digital version uh, for it tomorrow, so thank you. Thank you. 
And Luis, do you want to uh, work with me on the railings? Do you want to see a better photo of the railings? Yeah, that would be great. So I just went through the email and searched for emails that you had sent me, and I didn't see anything from it those. Was hard, it was a hard copy. Okay. It was a hard copy. And okay. it probably just went to the... Uh, okay. Yeah. And so I'll we can, a, we can work to look at those. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All right, moving on. Uh, next is 302 Stewart. Thank you. If you could just state your name for the record where you're, you know. <clears throat> My name is Matt Tetro with KMF Construction. Perfect. Can you tell us about your project? Mm -hmm. What you propose to do? Yep. So three, uh, so Stewart is a client of mine, JL Equity Groups. Um, and what he wants to do is make it four units. The top unit has the chimney that runs through that unit, kind of bastardizes the space. Um, the owner does want to keep the look of the fireplace and the subsequent units underneath it, but they're going to be non-functioning. Um, so logically, from that third floor up, we'd be able to cap the chimney, remove it, and make best use of that space. Uh, Casey, can you please bring up the pictures? It, uh, 302 Stewart. I got a question right now. There's two chimneys on the house. Um, you got There's one that's uh, an older, more deteriorated one. That'd be the northernmost one. And we're talking about the one that looks like it was actually redone at one point towards more towards the center of the house or in the front? Correct, towards the street okay. side. Yes, sir. That's the one. Uh, Casey, it's the second, second. It's just pictures. So it's the second one in there. It's just of a house. Um, back up a little bit more that's the one those three photos there and i apologize because this is hard to see from the street really um to get the picture taken of it yep, just um, through. yeah so i apologize for the grainy photo on the bottom that's a little bit it's zoomed in is what i tried to do there okay well i, I went out i went to all these properties today but i, I got out and took a look around this one too um just talking about some standards and everything. One thing I did notice on the chimney we are talking about does look like it had been rebuilt at one point just from the ground without going up. Is that your impression? It's in new, the masonry up there is not. It, it, I wouldn't say it's original. Right. It looks in pretty good shape for the age, yes. Okay. But I, I don't think that chimneys are in, without looking, seeing whether that fireplace was original to the house, I don't even know whether that chimney that we're discussing now is original to the house. Okay. And, uh, it's to me my personal impression is it's not because it's behind that big front dormer it's not um to me it's not a defining feature if that chimney was down and you drove by if you drove by there every day and all of a sudden that chimney's gone i don't i, th I don't think 99.9 .9 of the people will notice that's just my impression from from what i saw today I, I mean, it would be hard for me to believe that maybe it was repaired, but I mean, it's hard to believe that someone would construct a masonry fireplace inside. Without climbing up there, but it, all, it does not look, <clears throat> the, the masonry and the mortar joints from the ground does not look. Sure. Now the one that, that to, all the way to the north, that looks original. Yeah. Which is in worse condition. I guess I just would speculate that it was repaired as opposed to <clears throat> built like the I would agree with John yeah that, 
Can you turn on your microphone, sir? <clears throat> I thought I did. Yep, there you go. Yeah, yeah the, the brick does. The brick does look newer. It does look newer? Yeah. Yeah, I think what I'm trying to say is it might be new brick, but it probably replaced old brick that was falling down as opposed to somebody building a new masonry fireplace through their home. But comments, questions from commissioners? I would say I mostly agree with John, but I think it's something we have to be careful about with, with chimneys in particular, because we approve one chimney, do we approve the next one? Um, in this case, I don't think it's defining to this particular property, but I know I have a chimney on my own home that was redone and it doesn't look half as good as it did before it was redone. So that's, so. The aluminum siding is, is more problematic to me, which we're not even addressing. <laughs> and I think it's also good for us to remind ourselves that the decisions we make are not precedent setting. So we can do this and also not do the next one. We don't have to necessarily follow our own precedent. And certainly um, each case is individual. Luis, anything you'd like to add to the conversation? I just want to clarify. So we, I did fail to put because there's it was with a building permit. So I failed to put in the one, the drawing wouldn't necessarily show what the removal looked like, obviously. But I know that there was one drawing that came in with the um, building permit a while ago. So I apologize for not including that in here. I just want to clarify which, um, uh, excuse me, chimney we're talking about here. So is the northernmost one or is it the one that is closer to the street? The one that you have photos of that's closest to the street. Yes, okay. So I just wanted to clear that, uh, find that with everyone, so. Any discussion? Okay. Is there a motion? I'll make a motion and we'll see what happens. Um, like Andrew said, every case stands on its own. It does not set any precedent. Um, uh, I don't think we can determine whether that chimney is original. We suspect that it is, but the masonry is not original. Um, whether there was a chimney there, you can't view it. I mean, you can see it from the road, but you really got to crane your head around and look for it. Um, and if it's going to help make all this work, I don't. Uh, um, I, I, I'd rather see aluminum siding go. You know, then the, the chimney's not is not as problematic. But uh, I make a motion that we um, approve the removal of the chimney as specified. This proposal complies with the Secretary of Interior Standards One Two Six. The commission approves a certificate of appropriateness for this project. Approval of any final details to be delegated to the historic preservation coordinator. Thank you, John. Is there a second? I'll second it. All right. Thank you, Dana. Uh, is there any public comments before we vote? 
Hearing none, I, I have one question before we vote. Um, is this is the only exterior modification to the home? I mean, if there's, there isn't gonna be another stair out the back that gets up to the third floor or anything like that? Nope. Okay. Don't you have to on the third floor? What's that? Potentially, I don't know. Without having seen the, I don't know what the building is, so. Um, okay, any further discussion? All right, can we get a vote, please? Or a roll call vote, Casey, please? Dana? Approve. Andrew? Yes. Jeremy? Yes. Eric? Abstain. John? Yes. Okay. You should be all set. Even here, so it, was that an, a pass? That was a pass. Sweet, sorry. I got lost in the math in my head. So I will send a, a letter of the certificate of appropriateness to you tomorrow. Expect the digital version to come, obviously, tomorrow, and then the physical version um, will come whenever the mail gets it to you. So thank you. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. All right, next up is 210 Old Orchard. For this one, we're gonna we're breaking new ground here, so uh, I'll let you introduce yourself. I'm John Slayson. I'm the contractor on this building, and the gentleman that owns the building, I think a couple years ago, his name is Ken Martin. He wants to paint the building to make the building look presentable. It is pretty unpresentable now. There are aluminum wraps on the windows all the way around the building. There are the panels of white in between the two sections, like off to the right here. And then off to the left, there's these, what are T111 boards that were not original. They look ridiculous. They are not historic. Sorry, so this is Ken calling in. This is the first time that we're, we've done this, but Ken is calling in right now, too, so I just wanted to let you know. Um, so you can go ahead and take it. <clears throat> so <clears throat> Mr. Martin wants to paint the building. He wants to paint it to make it look more like a red brick building. He would also paint those two sections that are basically four by eight sheets of T-111 siding stacked on top of each other, three of them. <clears throat> We've already re-scraped, wet-scraped, primed and painted almost all of the windows that are white at this point. Excuse me, John, I missed that. What, what are you gonna, because I do agree with you on the T-111, it does look ridiculous. I came out there today and uh, yeah. actually. I missed uh, you, I'm sorry. Yep, that's, and uh, what, what is the plan with that, to leave it? Well, they're, they're hey, gonna hi, stay. I'm not sure if you can hear me. This is, this is Ken Martin on the line as well. Can you guys hear me? Yes, can you hear us, Ken? Yeah, perfect, thanks for the this worked out. Yep, um, and if, so you guys, did you guys all catch his name and things? I know that this is our first time. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that we're all good. Cool, thank you. So what we plan to do with the T-111 siding is paint that the color of the brick. 
How was it, uh, you know, I didn't study anything. I just took a, a walk around uh, three of the sides. Is that, how is that fastened? Are there some brackets or something back behind there? Is there, and why do you think it was put up there? I, I have mean, no idea. Do you think on, it could on. be taken off and, and then, and have, uh, have it look like it originally looked as there, far as the- I, I don't know uh, how it originally looked, but I do know that on the inside, there's no brick on the inside either. It is a fake brick that's painted white on the inside. Those are porches. Okay, so the four windows, two on each side of the T111, that each unit, there's six units. So there's three on the left, bottom to top, and there's three on the right, bottom to top. The common area is in between the building where it sets back, that's the stairwell. I, I agree with Mr. Martin that there's no way to make this even remotely reasonably historic. Um, I don't know what was in between there, but I do know that in between the four windows on those porches on the inside, there's this, um, it's a fiberboard that looks like a brick and it's painted white. If I can just interject, I speculate that there was some sort of opening there from when I went inside and looked. Um, what that opening is, I have no clue. Um, but that is what's being covered up by that up and down. And I think part of the um, issue here is that we're to remove that siding uh, could create a, a much bigger you know, I think we're, we're a little concerned or scared as to what we would find um, under there. We, we did want to kind of replace some of the wood, um, wood rot on, on some of that, that board um, just to give it a kind of crisper, um, you know, finish, but then paint the brick. And I, and I think I, I had put in my um, write-up part of the issue, I, I purchased this property um, a couple of years ago and I'm from the Kalamazoo area and I, I want to say you know thank you to the to the Commission and in, in general because I, I, I do admire the work that you guys do and I think it, it's a big part of what keeps um, Kalamazoo such a, a beautiful city and my mom's still there and I'm back a lot um, when I bought this Sharon um, you know I, I had inquired with her she did not think that it was in in um, kind of the the zone or the purview um, and then after acquiring it it turns out that she kind of followed back up with me and, and it turned out that it, that it was um, which is which is fine but we've, we've made a lot of efforts around um, like John said we've made the effort of um, you know giving the building a wash we tried a power wash we've tried um, kind of cleaning up the windows we've tried you know I've gone through and replaced all of the all of the glass um, so we've done a, a lot of work to try with the existing um, kind of situation to make it look a little refreshed because the problem that I'm having is it, it, that corner of this little um, uh, old orchard place, that road, the building has really attracted a lot of um, vandalism, drugs, um, theft. It, it's become a, a bad um corner and a bit of an eyesore for that surrounding community. And so I'm really trying to give it a fresh look, um, 
while preserving, you know, some of the historic nature. I don't think that there's no historic, um, you know, nature to this. Like, my thought was even the door frame, if you look on the pictures there, there's a little bit of a historic look to that door frame, which I would love to retain. Um, but the issue with the brick is that it, it just makes the, the building look almost uninhibited. And so people feel like they can kind of come around and, and you know, go around back and break windows and, and do whatever they want to do because the building just looks um, so run down. So as John mentioned, our, our thought after exhausting a lot of um, time and resources to, to get to this point is that there's, we don't have another option to um, give it a, a clean look other than paint it um, you know, I, I, we can paint it a, a brick color um, so that, that it still kind of shows a little bit of the, the brick texture um, and paint it with a, with a breathable um, paint option. And so it, it retains the color and a little bit of the brick texture and then with the white windows. And then if we retain that, that um, more historic looking door frame, that could preserve, I think, you know, um, the, the shape and, and really the, the historic essence of this building. Um, or if, if, if um, some other color, you know, uh, the historic part of Kalamazoo is a very colorful, um, you know, downtown. So if another color, um, if, if the shape of the building and the door frame are really the historic aspects of the building, then an, another color could bring a, a pop um, to the that little corner in that building while still preserving the historic structure um, of the building. But as it is now, we can't get um, some of the, there's some, John can probably explain this a little better, but there's, there's a black, and you can't really even see it from the picture, there's a black, you know, um, soot or covering on the brick that won't come off. There's some paint that's, you know, several years old on the brick that won't come off. There's the, um, the the mortar work that's been done that kind of just looks like it's you know kind of spackled all over the, over the building. We tried to re um, tuck point some of that, and and that doesn't improve the appearance. So we're really kind of at a point where we were we are out of solutions in terms of making this look like a presentable addition and value add to that surrounding community, as opposed to a bit of an eyesore and and what is attracting a lot of um, you know unfortunate activity and also the a side of the building which is the side you're seeing right now that is the only one that has the original windows all the other windows on b c and d are vinyl windows so it, it is it's i would venture to say that it's far gone from being historic the siding, soffit, and fascia is all aluminum. Has been for quite a while. And the back porch is, well, I guess that's painted. Uh, the staircase in the back is painted. And some of the actual brick in the back has already been painted. Not by us, but by people who have tried to make it look a little more presentable in the back by the back porch, which is the stairwell.
I would like to suggest that if anyone had any questions. I have a question. Um, so other than paint, did you consider any other covering, like a lime wash or a whitewash? Well, we, we have, have the understanding that this particular brick, which is called a Chicago common brick, is it needs to be taken care of with special care so that it can breathe. Um, Douglas and Sons on Cedar, they've been in business for about 100 years, I think, and they have set me up with the kind of product that we need to prime it before we paint it. I don't know about a whitewash. I, I've never tried that personally. Um, I do know that we tried muriatic acid. We tried a couple of three different products to try and clean the brick. And if you go to the site, who has the capability? That, uh, one more. That one there. If you see all the whitish colors, that's where people have tried to tuck point and they didn't do a good job and all of the mortar got onto the face of the brick. You can't get that off. It will not come off. So as far as Mr. Martin being able to make this look like a presentable building and not something unpresentable, it's we cannot, I have not come up with any other way. So do you know, Dana, do you know what? I, I was just going to suggest lime washing. I mean, my understanding is that that paint, the problem with the paint is that it tends to seal the brick, which seals in the moisture, which then does the opposite of what you want to do in terms of improving the condition of the brick. Whereas a lime wash is breathable. Um, and you can tint the lime wash, so you can still tint the color. It is also, though, um, irreversible, because once you do it, it's done. Um, takes about, I think it lasts about seven years, five to seven years, depending on, before it needs touch-up. You mean touch-up is, is it like a paint, where you just whitewash it with the lime wash? Yes, yes, but it's breathable, um, so, so it doesn't, well, from my understanding from Douglas and Sons, they said that the paint that they put, the, the, the way to seal it so that it can breathe still is with a particular primer that they sell. And I think it's about $100 a gallon. So it's, it's something specific for those Chicago common bricks that's supposed to allow it to breathe or completely seal it so that there's no issues of what we don't want is we don't want in two to five years, we don't want to be having paint peeling and have it look worse than it does. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I am kind of at the mercy of the professional paint companies, and I trust Douglas and Sons more than anybody else in Kalamazoo. So I have worked with Douglas and Sons. Is that the sealer that you spray on? It's a clear sealer no okay no it this whatever this sealer is that they have is it has color to it i think that you can 
have it tinted also, but it is, um, you can spray it on or you can roll it and brush it on. And my, my understanding also of lime wash is it, it, it creates this white faded look um, on the brick. Um, and it's, it's a little um, abrasive when, when applying. So given how old this brick is, you know, I don't know that, it, that, the, that the white fade, number one, I just don't know that it, that it would be effective, but everything that I've seen that's been a final product of a lime wash is, is kind of that white faded looking brick, which is almost more of a modern look um, than what we're trying to accomplish via the paint and it's, and it's a very old brick um, that, you know, we, even on the power wash, we were very cognizant of the pressure that we were using. A lime wash is, is much more abrasive and can actually be damaging to the, the brick. Um, so I, I, I don't think that the end result, the optics of the, the end result of the lime wash is necessarily what we're going to want here. Um, and, and I don't think that trying it on the brick um, is going to be um, a, a, you know, a delicate process is, is my, my two concerns around the lime wash and the effectiveness there. I'm just going to have a few more comments about what I've seen there. What, you know, it's, it's almost impossible once you paint the masonry to get it back. Um, it, and as, as John didn't say it this way, but it can create a continual vapor or moisture problem. Uh, I'm glad that he is working with Douglas and Son, and I agree uh, with what he said about that operation. Uh, I do consider painting masonry a last resort, and uh, if if we is approved, uh, as far as I'm, I know, we have no say in what color you would you would do with it. We're happy to do, you know, if, if the committee has a, um, a preference on color, we're happy to, um, you know, to, to go that route. It's For me, it's just more about um, getting a consistent color and a consistent look, which we're just not going to get from any of these other alternatives. We stay out of, we stay out of that area of realm of design. We don't do colors. <laughs> Understood. Luis, anything you want to add? Uh, yeah, you know, and I think that this comes up because of what John was saying to me mostly is I just get concerned about what John Mitchell said, I apologize. Uh, issues about vapor barriers that can be created. Um, I do appreciate that the, the aesthetics of the brick have gotten to a point. Um, I will also acknowledge the fact that I talked to Ken Martin a long time ago and we went over the, uh, I sent him a preservation brief and he did try cleaning things. So you know, I want that to be certainly on the record that he did take the federal government's advice when he looked over cleaning things from the preservation briefs and um, they were certainly tried. I think some of the white things on here are efflorescence as well, um, which is just salts coming out of the brick. Um, 
you know, when you clean a brick building, that will happen because it's been trapped in, especially in Michigan, we have a lot of salt that just comes from the ground as well, and sometimes those acids will pull it out, and to get that out, you might need to do a couple coatings. Um, so that's just another thing that's on my mind as well. Um, I, I just get concerned about mainly the, the vapor barriers that could arise for the building and then the, the painting that's gonna inevitably have to come again. So it will need to be painted again. I find that that's the beauty of brick exteriors. And I'm not sure if this is a true masonry building or not, to be frank, but um, you know, the, the brick is all things considered and we're here for it obviously, but relatively low maintenance compared to a painted exterior. And because it's been unpainted, generally what people uh, talk about when they're looking at things is pre-1870s brick were meant to be painted because they were softer bricks that were much more, um, well, they were just much softer and more permeable and the, the paint was uh, intended to be put onto the brick. Um, I apologize on this application, it says 1900, but this is a 1925 building, so we're, we're well past that 1870 threshold. Um, so and since it's remained unpainted, that, that is why I brought it here, um, was for that reason. I have a quick question, more procedural right. question uh, for you, Luis. Um, so one of the things that we generally ask for is a materials list. And paint, in this case, sounds like it might be a little bit too broad of a material if part of the question is for the preservation and safety of the building to make sure that there is not a problem with moisture retention. Could we ask for, and this isn't, I'm not suggesting we do this, but could we ask for a much more specific brief on the type of painting that they're going to do and get so that we can learn a little bit more about how it would protect the building? Um, if in fact this is, it sounds like we are all a little bit unfamiliar with the specific kind of priming and painting that would be specific to the, this type of brick. Is that something that we could ask for? Um, I was gonna, I was gonna caution about delving into the technical aspects of a building project. I, I don't know, to me that feels like a, um, not something we want to use the word rule on. Um. I disagree. We, I mean, we, we had a, a session on alternative materials. So, I mean, we, we talk about whether tile can be, roofing tile can be rubberized or a different, other than slate. We talk about, mm -hmm. you know, the alternatives to wood, I mean, I think it's key here that we understand what the paint is being proposed and how it's going to impact the brick. I would agree with Dana on that one, not that I want to choose a type of product for someone, but for our own education to know what are, what's available out there, because there are a lot of new, uh, I'm always skeptical of latex, and I'm always skeptical of painting paint, painting brick with paint. But yeah. to know specifically what it is and what that process is, I might learn something, we might learn something, we might be able to make better choices in the future. I don't disagree. I just would like to caution the commission that understanding the dew point inside of a wall assembly is a highly technical, yeah. highly technical thing that you have to understand to, to know. You know, we seal the wall up I don't know what's on the inside of this wall. You know, we could have, the dew point could be 
behind the paint, right? It, it will be behind the paint. There could be moisture that develops in there from the inside coming out as opposed to the outside coming in. You know, I think it's gonna look like junk not too long in the future. And I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna deteriorate the brick. I, I don't know. Uh, I, John, I don't know if you've I ever- guess, I guess I would argue with you because there's paint on the inside of that wall already. Sure, but- No, no, wait a minute. You understand, that's not a heated porch. Okay. So the exterior brick that's on the inside that you can't see is already painted. It's the exact same brick. There's no peeling. It has been painted for years. Nothing is going on. There's no moisture coming through the brick from the inside heated portion of that house to the porch as is there none coming from the porch to the exterior. But you're not just painting the porches, right? You're painting the entire building. So you'll be painting. But that's what painting. I'm explaining to you. Inside of that, when you take, if you took off those two, four, six, eight windows that you see right there, yep. two, four, six windows, and you go inside that porch, which is not heated, mm -hmm. then you have the heated outside of the building, which is the exact same brick, and it has been painted for years, and there is not one bit of peeling paint. None. I don't, I don't know anything about the owner's schedule or, or John uh, Soison's schedule, but perhaps it would be beneficial, and maybe it doesn't work out with how they do it, if we actually did a site visit and met directly with the contractor at the building and t took a good look at it. If that that might not work with what they what they have schedule wise, but that's I'd be willing to do that. I don't know if any other commissioners would, but well, uh, and, and I'll bring Bob from Douglas and Sons. He's one of the owners. That would, and I think that might be beneficial to everybody have a little bit better understanding about this property and what's going on there. That's what they would obviously, if my understanding is, it wouldn't be up for a vote tonight. And I don't know anything about their schedule. That's so, just I mean, an option I'm putting out there. Need to say as well, I would need to check to see if that's permissible to go out and speak with contractors, contractors, because I don't know how that necessarily, in my opinion, affects impartiality. And I don't know if you all have done that before, post a real hearing, not a, a consultation meeting. Um, is the first thing that I wanted to speak to. I also wanted to speak to Dana's point about alternative materials, and I don't believe that we're considering alternative materials here when we're looking at one that is not meant to replicate uh, another one, I guess. So I don't know um, what it looks like there. And then when we bring up asking about the paints, besides what Jeremy was saying about um, understanding the technical knowledge, I start to get concerned when we're looking at paints, I guess, because then you start to almost delve into looking at proprietary things. I, I mean, I think that understanding the chemical makeup, I guess, would be one thing, but then saying that we're gonna use X brands, X whatever, um, something that I guess I, maybe I have undue concern about um, to me. And I think, uh, I, I guess we're ruling on the painting of it and if uh, looking to make sure that they use the correct paint could certainly be something that's brought up. I agree 100%. Um, those are just some thoughts that I had. And I'd like to add that um, there's I, there's been a, a significant evolution in paint, and, and the paint that would be used on this is a mineral paint. Um, it's like a mineral silicate paint that, that's very breathable. It's, it's, it's the whole um, kind of 
specific creation of this paint is to paint brick, right? And, and for, this, for the exact reasons that you're discussing, and this paint was created, even if you do a lime wash, there's a, there's a life expectancy of the, of the lime wash, right? The lime wash is essentially a coating, of, of a breathable coating that you're putting on the building. It's not like a power wash that's blasting, um, you know, it, there's a coating and those lime washes have to be re, redone. So the, the reason why that this mineral paint has evolved is because it's a much longer lasting and breathable version of paint than as, as an alternative to a lime wash. So, you know, I, I, I want to, um, you know, caution on thinking of, you know, paint as we're, you know, it's just a, an old school, you know, paint that we're slapping on there and, no, and there's no permeability. This paint is specifically designed to paint brick and there's, and there's, you know, brick buildings that um, are, are painted all over the, the north and northeast that uh, use this type of paint technology that's very sustainable. And, and, and again, I'll reiterate, it is a, a longer, more durable option than uh, one of the alternatives that was mentioning, which is lime wash, um, which is the, the same thing would have to be redone. Sure, if you paint the building, it's going to have to be up, updated um, over, you know, a, a, several year period of time. Um, but I think we also have to ask ourselves, what is the alternative? Um, a lime wash that it is going to be much less effective. It's going to give a white pasty looking exterior that's going to defeat the purpose of, uh, you know, why, why we're all here. Um, but it will be more breathable. The paint will give a, a cleaner look. We can have it be a brick look. We can see kind of the brick texture under the paint and it's a breathable paint, or doing nothing, um, which really, in my opinion, is a much worse outcome um, than, you know, kind of myself as an owner taking the responsibility to um, continue to update the paint if, if needed several years down the road. I think the alternative is just a really um, rundown looking section of the historic district, which is, in my opinion, much a much worse outcome than painting a building with a breathable paint, paint technology that is specifically made for painting brick that can give a fresh look and still preserve some of the historic structure and look of the building. So it, it, to me, it's a little bit of a cost-benefit analysis in that the alternative is just a dumpy looking building in the middle of a historic district because it was, none of the other alternatives have, have worked for us. I have, I have no doubt that if painting is approved, you'll be using the most appropriate for this application based on uh, what I've heard, uh, heard from uh, Mr. Martin and uh, John Soison, um, Mr. Soison. Um, getting back to what I brought up earlier, there has been more than a few times in my time here on the commission that we have, uh, and I forgot, I mean, we, there are Open Meetings Act and stuff that, that I don't deal with here in my role that Sharon would always make sure um, was, and I don't remember, I think there was a, we could have a non-quorum, maybe a, a number of commissioners there. I don't remember all specifics of it, but I'd still like to bring that up that if you think that would would bring, help everybody come to a more understanding whether it's, uh, I mean, it's agreeable to me whether it is to the uh, 
Mr. Soyson and Mr. Martin, I don't know, but that's something that, I'm, that I'm, I'd be willing to do to, to try and look at the site a little bit better and maybe get a little better understanding for the rest of the commissioners or some of the other commissioners. I'd like to comment real quickly and then I'm ready for somebody to make some sort of a motion personally. But uh, one, I think it's, it's really good. Chemist sounds like he's done a lot of research and a lot of planning and asking questions or reading or what have you. So he's researched his product. He's trying to do improvements. Um, but unfortunately, the biggest problem is that T111. I mean, if you want to give the building a facelift, in my opinion, get rid of that siding paint the aluminum you have, paint the windows you have, there's your fresh look. Uh, from the pictures, the brick is the best part of the building next to maybe the door, but that's my opinion. Uh, so I think you're doing a lot of good things. Do something about the T111, my opinion. I have one more comment, um, and this is directed to Louise. So I understand that um, from, from the information that you've provided us that Painting unpainted masonry is not a best practice in preserving historic brick structures. And, and you have provided some um, citations for that. Um, do you, if we were going to postpone this so that there could be a visit, I would also be interested in knowing whether there is any um, uh, literature or citations that are more recent than 2017. I could certainly look. Uh, I think that when we look at preservation too, there's a holistic approach that needs to be looked at because I think that the preservation things go beyond structural um, and it starts to go into um, character definition, I suppose. I think that the, the, the brick is a character defining feature of the building um, and the irreversibility. I guess all those things together, what preserving uh, the multiple definitions that you could look at, but from the historic preservation viewpoint, that's why I included those things. Um, because you can't take off the paint very easily on those wire cut bricks. Um, and then the brick is the character defining feature. But I'm sure that I could find some more up-to-date things, yes. But I would argue, Luis, that a painted brick is still has character. It has the definition of the brick it just changes the color, which the last thing I would like to say today is there's nothing in the historic preservation rules and guidelines that says specifically that you can't paint brick. It says if you are to modify the outside of the exterior of the building, it has to get reviewed. And they are assuming that modification means painting. There's nothing that is written down anywhere that says you can't paint brick. So yeah, I really want to know what the answer is for that because I have never heard that answer from you yet. So I guess I, it's undefined, first of all, which it doesn't fall underneath the standards for my interpretation of it. And second of all, work as defined by the ordinance encompasses an alteration to the building and I guess that I would find this to be an alteration to the building through paint. Yeah and and here's my argument is you told me two weeks ago you were going to talk to an attorney and get the answer. Did you ever talk to him? 
Yes. What did he say? I, I, I think that, you know, I talked with the attorney and the clerk and that bringing it here and I spoke with you guys to, to bring it here. I don't think you guys, I, I, have, just, I personally don't think you have a leg to stand on. Okay. That's my opinion. Okay. I, and I, I'm speaking I, for I, Mr. I, Martin. I don't want to go. Yeah, I, I just want to say that, you know, Sharon made it very clear to me and, and I, and Luis, I told you this and I'm sure I could find an email somewhere, but she made it very clear to me that it was not the preference of the committee to paint brick but that it was ultimately my decision. And so I think, Louise, that's why I was I expressed to you that like, you know, and, and when talking to Sharon, we, I had said, okay, I will try every, you tell me what to do, I'll do it. And so that's what I've done over the last two years is really do what Sharon's told me to do to try to correct this, this issue. And now it's been multiple years and a lot of money spent trying to address this, this issue um, and it seems like there, now that Sharon's not there, there's a bit of a shift in terms of the interpretation of what altering a building means, you know, altering to me is structural, um, and not, you know, paint. Um, and I think that was Sharon's interpretation because she told me that, that in the end paint, it, it is, it wasn't recommended. It was advised that we don't go that route, but I've exhausted all of the other options that that she is, um, she had wanted me to, to do, you know, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to work with, um, you know, your group and to get this. And, and I don't some of you have seen the building. Some of you have not. It's a really, it's a, it's an eyesore. And for me, for a historic area, um, to John's point, being able to put some paint on it and, but also still have that texture of the brick, uh, if, especially if it's a brick colored paint, it is a great outcome that improves the, the historic district. So I, you know, I don't want to get into kind of, um, the technicalities of, of can we do this? Can we not? Like I, I would ideally would want us to all be on the same page and that the objective here is, um, is, Downtown Kalamazoo is these the historic districts and making sure that we keep a historic look, but also, you know, preventing that the historic district from turning into a, a slum just because we're caught up on, on uh, an interpretation of, of a rule. And that's what I feel like we're, we're teetering on here with this building. And I hope that any of you that have seen the building or the activity that's going on around the building, um, can understand what I'm saying um, in that statement. So I just want us to be very careful in, in that if we get too caught up on the nuances of this interpretation, what the impact is going to be or continue to be on this area. There's a beautiful school behind this building. I don't know if you guys know, this is right on the corner of, of the Stewart District. There's a beautiful school there. And then there's this slum building that's sitting right on the corner of this, of this school property. People are, are cutting the fence open and ripping it open repeatedly and, and kind of trafficking through the, this building, through the school grounds, it, it's, it right now is a um, sore in what is a historic district. And so I don't want us to get too caught up on, you know, 
not necessarily, if we want to take the time to understand the technology, then maybe that's the move, right? Because there is technology to do what we're trying to do here and accomplish um, a, a look that is very similar to what the look is now and in a durable way that allows for breathability that will also improve the quality of the district. So I just don't want us to get too bogged down on this nuance and have the result be this dump remaining there that's nice on the inside and is just, you know, attracting all kinds of nonsense um, because of the exterior look. It's just, I don't think it's the, the spirit and the objective of, of what, um, you know, this, why we're all here. Yeah, and I'm, I, you know, can't speak to what Sharon has said in the past as well. So I just want to be able to make sure that uh, that is known as well. And I can't say that I can't know what she said in the past or um, act upon things that she had done either. So I got uh, more comment. You know, there is, if there's been a shift in interpretation, that's to be expected. Uh, with change at the top. I think Luis is working in good faith with the Secretary of Interior Standards. Uh, uh, Mr. Martin has obviously done everything. Like Luis has mentioned, you've tried uh, multiple things to make the place have a better appearance. Um, John here mentioned muriatic acid. Um, if you paint it, based on what I've heard, how you guys have approached this and your research on the paints and everything to use, uh, will it look good? I have no doubt it'll look good if you guys painted it. Um, it's freshly done with the correct materials. Um, is, is there a possibility that there could be early failure of the paint, vapor problems? Yes. But uh, as Mr. Martin also spoke to, you know, the spirit and getting bogged down, I do agree with him in a sense, though, too, that he's, he has tried multiple remedies he wants to try and make this property look better, and if he's willing to take on the painting it and all this, everything could go south with it. He he he's uh, he understands that right now, and I just want to put that. That's my little synopsis and uh, and and take on what I've what I've heard here tonight. I think it might be a good opportunity for us to try a newer product and see what it does. Considering this isn't, I mean, not not to put. Kenneth's property down because he's put a lot of energy in it, but it's not our prettiest property that we've reviewed. It might be a good opportunity for that. So I completely agree. And and honestly, I, I own um, another property right downtown, 313 North Burdick. Um, that's a brick building that we're, it's, uh, it's not a historic building, but we are, um, you know, in the process of, of cleaning that brick up. I'm not in the um, business of, and I own three other properties in the Kalamazoo, Plain Seagull area. I'm not in the business of coming in and slapping up a, you know, a brand new sky rise. That's not what I'm trying to do here. It's, I'm really trying to improve this community. Um, and I've exhausted, you know, every other option that I think is um, plausible. Um, with the exception of a lime wash, which with the new paint technology, the lime wash is essentially, you're painting it, it's just a very breathable paint. It's a mineral paint, it's a lime wash. That's why the evolution of the mineral paint has taken place from the lime wash, which is a mineral, basically, basically a super light mineral paint. 
but the mineral paint has to be replaced just like, the, or sorry, the lime wash has to be replaced just like the mineral paint. So I, I can't agree more with the, the comment around this is an opportunity. Sharon didn't even think this was in the in the historic district at first. And then she like, called me back multiple months later and was like, actually it is. So I, I think this is an opportunity to to try a new technology to kind of continue to evolve um, you know, the the understanding and, and the techniques um, on a property that really really needs it and doesn't have a lot of alternatives. Commissioners, any motions or um, even if we want to postpone, I, I don't know what the what the solution is. But um, if someone wants to make a motion, we certainly can. My personal opinion, I, I agree with you, Eric. That I think it's the brick is the brick, and the windows and the T one eleven and the the aluminum siding and. Yeah, it's it's the whole kit and caboodle. I, I'm not sure if a coat of paint is going to keep people from cutting through the yard, but certainly the we can figure out a way to move forward. So, can we do what John was suggesting? Some sort of a site visit and an educational. Not that I want to be a commissioner telling people what products they have to use, but for our education on how this works and what it is, and actually visually see uh, from the pictures it looks good, but what I'm hearing, it looks horrible when you see it in person. Hey, the, the addresses and stuff are put in there so commissioners can visit the properties before time, and I'm not 100% that educational realm figures into what we're doing here through the avenue. Um, that's not to discourage the educational things at all, but I'm not sure that this is the route to pursue the education. That's exactly how it works. <laughs> or, or we can make a motion to postpone. Okay. Remember, we're in Michigan, so we need to act relatively soon. I'm not allowed to make the first motion, so it's the only benefit of sitting sitting in, sitting in this chair. <laughs> but I make a motion that we uh, we approve based on uh, Secretary of Interior standards. I got to find which ones I want to use here. Um, one through six, and I'm not going to read them all. 
there you guys have them all in front of you unless we need them I think they can be put in the record that way but I make them motionally approve for Secretary of, of Interior Standards for Rehabilitation number 126 with the Commission approved certificate appropriateness um, and approve any final details designed to be delegated with the Historic Preservation Coordinator Thank you, John. Is there support for that motion? I'll second the motion. Okay, is there any public comment on this case? Hearing none, is there any further discussion among the commission or questions before we vote? Hearing none, Casey, may we have a vote, please? Dana? Deny. Andrew? Deny. Jeremy? No. Eric? Yes. John? Yes. Okay, so the motion did not carry. Um, we so, would, go ahead. I guess I was gonna say that we, is that it? Or do we make another motion? Or something else? Okay. Um, I don't know the rules, I apologize. No, I, I mean, I believe that, that the motion that John just made was to approve, mm -hmm. um, and that did not pass. So the, that one has been denied, I guess. I think that if, I guess that is an impasse and a good question for me as well, but I mean, so, I don't know if postponement could still be an option then or not, but I mean, the, the approval of the paint did not pass, so. It can be presented again, maybe with a little bit of nuances as, as far as my understanding without any submittal fee. Yes. But don't we need to ask for something specific if we're going, to, if they're going to be presenting again? Yeah, yeah. So it, it is possible to revisit this question but it needs to have more specifics. Is that correct? I, I, I don't know either. <laughs> so then perhaps we can provide more specifics around the paint technology, maybe in, in doing that, um, maybe the, the answer, there's it, clearly a lack of comfort around where the technology of this paint has evolved. Um, so maybe the, the answer here is to um, revisit this at a later date. Um, how frequently does this committee meet? Um, once a month, so the next meeting will be on August 16th. Um, it's, 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 it's unfortunate, but maybe the answer is to, um, you know, get people to the site and, and, and get more education. I think it would be beneficial to myself. I think it would be beneficial to the committee um, to really understand what this technology is and, and what the uh, product is and what the end result would be. Um, and then maybe it could be revisited. So I'll, I'll make a more comment information. Real, just real quickly. I agree with what Eric said that there's, you know, this is a challenging building, obviously. And I think that um, we all agree that obviously there, there could be some improvements made and we would love to see those made. I think we could certainly revisit the idea of paint, but I think also this group has just stated that they're not comfortable with the idea of painting brick. 
but and also the Eric's point about um, there's not a lot of historic features still left on this building, which is not the fault of the owner or of you at all, but also the, the brick is really sort of the only one that it currently has. Um, so I would wonder if part of coming back to this body would be if there are, if the brick is not the only thing to look at as far as if your, whole, if your purpose is to improve the character and the appearance of the building, if there are other ways to accomplish that. Um, it, and I'd, obviously we don't necessarily go and make recommendations about ways to make buildings look prettier. Um, but I think that part of my interpretation of what we've just done here is we've said, based on this, we've, we're not approving painting this building. I, they could I reapply. Still, we, we, we just I did not approve. I still do not understand how you have the right to deny Mr. Martin from painting the building. There is nothing in writing that says the Historic Preservation Committee can stop him from painting. Nothing. Okay. Um, I think that though. I, I want to know an answer to that, please. And I, I, I guess I referenced the, the ordinance earlier. Um, and I think that we still have an option to move forward here. As if everyone has said, I guess, we have just denied this as specified. So I think that that would be the interpretation that I would take. As it has been presented and specified today, we have denied that painting of the building. We did not vote to postpone. There was, we voted to deny. Um, so I think that that's important to keep in consideration as Andrew, as you were just saying, and as Mr. Martin has said as well. Um, if, if it was to come back, I guess then there would need to be more specifics so we could look at something else as specified, not just painting and understand better the things. But Andrew, you are right that we did, we denied it as specified. That is how the body voted. Um, what would be uh, how I land on things. But I, I ask again, you don't have the authority to deny him to paint his building. There's nowhere it's written in there that says that you have that authority. I think from our perspective, um, the commission has voted. I, what? I would suggest voted you take it what? up with the city attorney at this point. I mean, if that's your stance. Okay, I'll let Mr. Martin deal with that then. When I think just from hearing Mr. Martin talk as well, and as people have said, I think that if this wanted to be represented, even though we did not vote to postpone, which I admit that I think that we have, this was an interesting way that it proceeded on this because there was just denial of the paint as specified. Um, I don't think that there's not room and I never want things to, to, to be yeah. reaching a brick wall. I think that there are still ways to move forward on this, but I think that then, um, and I can double check on all the rules, I don't think that it's um, double jeopardy exists here. So I think that we could look and, and, and see if there is still avenues to move forward with. Um, so I can certainly do the research on that end. Well, we're going to be checking, checking. Go ahead. I want to just ask a couple of questions. Um, one, um, in terms of a lime wash, if that's something that I were to explore, um, that is that something that needs what's the approval needed or necessary for something like that? Like, um. The, what's happening here is um, because of a 
kind of unwillingness to, I, I, in my opinion, and I don't, I don't mean this by any offense to anybody, an unwillingness to, to evolve in some capacity to really um, increase the, the total um, public utility or the total benefit of the historic district we're left with kind of um, do nothing. And that's unfortunate that that's the result or it's on me to continue to spend money. Now it's been multiple years and unfortunately you guys haven't been privy to my interactions with Sharon over the last couple of years, but it's been multiple years of me trying different options um, to, to, to solve for this. So I guess if I, if I lime wash a section of the building to, to see the, the effect and the benefit, or the, the, the aesthetic result, because I don't think you're going to like the aesthetic result, but if that's what is um, an alternative that doesn't require a, a, a committee vote, then I can lime wash a, a section of the building and look at it. The other thing is, other question is, are there any grants available um, for something? You know, there's, there's suggestions of, hey, rip down the whole center of the building um, those columns, and but no one has any sense as to what that cost is, um, and no one has any idea what's behind those panels. But the committee is just suggesting rip it down and find out, and then you know whatever the cost is, you figure it out. So, is there a, any sort of grant or funding to restore buildings in a historic district that the committee identifies as? you know, not being able to be painted, seeing that power washing isn't working, you know, I'm, I, I don't have unlimited funds to just kind of do trial and error for several years on, on this property um, because we, I'm not able to, to ultimately paint the building. Yeah, so, um, and I'm double checking for you right now, if the building is within the federal, you know, the National Register of Historic Places, um, which I'm looking right now, I apologize that I don't know it off the top of my head, which it looks like it is. You can apply for a national register, or, you know, the national tax credit program, which is 20% back on income taxes of qualified expenses, but you need to make sure, I suppose that you would talk with a accountant or a tax attorney to make sure that the qualified expenses break the threshold. The law was changed in 2017, that you're expending enough money on the project to qualify for the tax program. Um, so that is one of the large incentives. I, I don't know if large is the word that people would use, but that is one of the incentives that is offered for areas in the National Register of Historic Places. Um, that is the, the quickest one that I can think of off the top of my head that's directly aligned with historic preservation. I don't know if anyone else knows of any. It, it's not necessarily a grant. It's a tax credit um, that comes back. I'm, federal income taxes. I, I can't think of any others off the top of my head necessarily. Um, and I also, um, you know, we were talking about paint here today, so I think it's important that we all, you know, we're not talking about the columns that are on the front. We are talking about the paint. So I just want to make sure that that, I mean, the vote has already been made, but I don't want that to, to have influenced anything because we were talking about the painting of the building. Um, that was the motion that was made. So I just want to be clear on that as well. And if I pull down those columns, do I have to have approval to do that? Obviously those were added and they're not in any way in storage. Um, 
if I pull down those panels. I mean, I if you put in an application, I would, I guess I don't want to say anything definitively, but I, I think that I would look at it for an administrative review because they're obviously not original to the building. You know, the building was built in 1925. The pediment over the door, I don't know if anyone else concurs with this or not, is a very colonial revival or neo-federalist, if you will, pediment over the door that I think would probably align with buildings from the 1920s, but I cannot definitively say whether or not that is an original feature to the building, the, the, the pediment over the door. The applicant will get a notice, right? And then we can yes. move on. Yes, so I will send out the notice the way that this was voted on was the denial of the paint as specified so we can move forward from there. Ken, I'll send you an emailed letter and John tomorrow. And I think that, um, as I've said, I don't think that we should stop the dialogue surrounding it, I suppose. I don't want it to be viewed as um, a hard stop. I think that there was certainly still discussion to be made, but I, I, the way that the vote happened was the denial of this. I, I do want the minutes to reflect, and then this is no offense to anybody on this committee, but I do want the minutes to reflect that it's the opinion of both the owner and the contractor that it's not within the authority um, of this committee to deny um, an owner from, from painting um, a, a brick structure. And I want the minutes to reflect that the um, prior director, um, has, Sharon, has, has explicitly stated that to me, and she said that while though it was the, the strong preference of the committee to not paint the building, that it was not within the, the committee's uh, authority to um, prohibit me um, or restrict me in any way from painting the building. Okay. No. Noted. We'll make sure that's in the minutes. Thank you. I appreciate you guys yep. and, and women. Is that the last case? Is that a yes, that is the oh. last case. Okay. Sorry if I... No, that's okay. So we're moving on to the approval of the June 23rd minutes. Um, is there any amendments to the minutes from the last meeting that needs to happen? All right. I wasn't here at that meeting, so I'll be abstaining from... You were also not here, John? So now we're caught in a perpetual loop because we can't. Because we can't afford the minutes. I don't know how that works. What's that? Yes. Sorry. We please be make sure to, to speak into the microphone. I think when we're up here, uh, because we are, you know, going out to to everyone. Um, I guess that. And I, I will admit that I do need to brush up on the Robert rules as well, but if two people are going to abstain, then I don't think that we would have the quorum to vote on the minutes. I, a postponement could be in order if people wish. Yeah, let's postpone. Is there a motion to postpone the... I move to postpone the approval of the minutes from the June meeting. I second that. Thank you. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? All right. Hearing none, we'll postpone the approval of the minutes to the following meeting. Um, 
administrative approvals, anything worth uh, telling the commission about, Luis? I, I don't think so, no. Okay. There's no other business, so we are down to adjournment. Um, is there a motion to adjourn? Move to adjourn. Second. Thank you. Those in favor, say aye. Uh, aye. 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 Hearing none, uh, we are adjourned. If everyone can remember.